I speak to you in the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. My thoughts today arise out of the reading from Jeremiah. And uh, Jeremiah is always such uplifting reading. You're getting it all wrong. You're all going to die. And uh, you never listened to me, did you? Um, And so we don't like reading Jeremiah, but of course Jeremiah was proven right, which is why he's in the Bible. And all those other prophets that he was arguing against didn't make it into the Bible. They were the ones saying, oh, don't worry, king, everything's going to be fine. Uh, God loves Israel. God would never let anything bad happen to it. And Jeremiah is, that's true, but you've gotten away from the heart of what Israel is. And when you get away from the heart, then you, you abandon the covenant that is your protection. And so this is a word to the wise. It's stored in the Bible for future generations to reflect on it and hopefully learn from the experience of Israel. The message is very clear. Don't get away from the heart of the gospel, the, the, the gift from God that God has given you. God has given you this gift for your well-being. And if you abandon the heart of the gift, then things will go badly for you. So don't abandon it. Stick with it. Stay with the, with the heart of it. And so you have this wonderful image at the end of this reading where Jeremiah accuses Israel of stepping away from the fountain of living water and building for themselves a cracked cistern that can hold no water. And that image is so vivid and so real that it stayed with us for thousands of years as a result. And so as the generations that follow in faith, we ask ourselves, are we still coming to the fountain of living water or have we built ourselves cracked cisterns that are not ultimately going to sustain us? Now there is a very tempting sermon and I'm going to indulge in it just a little bit about what's happened to our society, about trading the fountain of living water for cracked cisterns. And the the temptation, of course, is the sacred secular, that at one time the church was at the heart of society, now it is not, and everything is going to hell in a handbasket, and see, we told you so. The problem with that interpretation, and and I'm on board with, with the general problem, but My understanding of what we did when we made that trade was that we traded the faith with all of its flaws for essentially the self. Um, It's the the hippie to yuppie movement that that is sort of in the just the very near past of my own history, um, where I came of age in the 80s when I when the when the term yuppie was coined. Um, where all the peace and love of the 60s and 70s had now turned into the me generation. And so it became very self-oriented. What can I do to get ahead? Um, and and how, you know, how can I make money? How can I have a nice life for myself so that I can go to the retirement home of my choice when I'm done? Um, and th- this, this was the trade that we, we, we left off the love of God and neighbor, neighbor as the at least ostensible heart of our civilization, and we traded it for, um, it's a great place for me to do me. And that, for me, is the shift from the living water to the cracked cistern. Now, the danger, of course, is that the church of the 50s was not awesome. It was not full of living water, necessarily, because it 
too had a cracked cistern problem, which was one reason why people left the church in droves, because the church was not actually sharing the heart that was in it. And so when they went looking, of course they found the self, because the self is always there as your motivation. There's no end to the amount of security you need, to the amount of uh, uh, the amount of status that you like. You know, however much security or status you have, you could always do with a little bit more. And so there is the self waiting to drive you to whatever um, whatever it drives you to. And and the church. It, certainly, I'm, I'm coming from the mainstream church experience, which is very different from the evangelical fundamentalist experience. They have their own problems. They are not our problems, thank God. But we have our problems as a mainline church, and our problems were complacency. And, and the cracked cistern that I believe that we suffered from as Anglicans was, we are always going to be here. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. We had that line today, which means that the Anglican Church is the same yesterday and today and forever, and it will always do fine. We will just have our buildings, and the people will come to the buildings, and they will bring their children, and we will baptize them, and we will have youth groups and Sunday schools, and all that is fine. And that too was a cracked cistern, and the difference for me is the difference between the culture and the faith itself, that we we need a culture. We can't live in community without culture. So culture is the symbolic tool set of community. But when we trade what the culture is about for the culture itself, we trade the living water for the cracked cisterns. And whatever church culture you come from, I speak as a cradle Anglican, this is true of all church cultures, Roman Catholic, Evangelical, you name it, um, that there, there's a, a cultural um, expression. That's the word I'm looking for. A cultural expression of the gospel. Um, I'm reminded of a gal who worked in, a, in a, an evangelical business of some kind. It might have been a Christian school or something like that, where the culture every morning of the workplace was you walked into the workplace and said, God bless you. And the person said, God bless you back. And that's how you say good morning. And they learned really quickly when they started to work there. You don't say good morning. You say, God bless you. And then you're okay. You're one of us. And if you don't say God bless you, then you're not one of us. So you're not, you don't really fit in around here. And so the, the cultural expression became the thing that drove the bus as opposed to the heart of the ministry that they were doing. So I think you get my point. I think, I think that there's a message here for our society for sure. But when we take that message and complain about the loss of status that the church has had in our society, we are playing that same game. It's now just, it's not about them, but it's about us. And it's still a cracked cistern. It's just, it's that modern conversation about the loss of privilege. And so for me to stand up here and say society is going to hell in a handbasket because it's walked away from the church is a bit self-serving when I'm an elite member of a culture that no longer exists. Um, and and there's, there's one icon. I just have to share it with you because I just went to the hospital for my volunteer orientation training for visitation. So if I want to see one of you in the hospital, I need training. Um, and I am now being managed by the volunteer coordinator. When I came here as the wet-behind-the-ears curate at 28 years old, I got a doctor's parking pass. 
No questions asked. You're a minister in town. You get a doctor's parking pass. We expect that you will be called here at any time of day or night. You need to have parking so you can get onto that floor as quickly as possible and say your prayers. Wow, a doctor's parking pass? I feel like someone special. Thank you very much. I'll take that and I'll put it in my car. Woohoo! I park right there. Thank you very much. And uh, here we are, 25 years later, and I'm a candy striper. <laughs> and... And I could be indignant about that because don't you know who I am? And But what am I serving when I take that attitude? What's important? The living water is the love of others, the care for others. The, 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 the solution to the problems that plague humanity is that we serve ourselves instead of serving each other. And so if all I care about is going on to that ward and saying a prayer and holding the hand of someone who's in pain and suffering, I don't care if I have to wear a candy striper outfit because that means I get to go and do the work and the work is what redeems, not the status. And so for me, that is the icon of of the, the right way to do the Jeremiah sermon and the wrong way to do the Jeremiah sermon, if you follow my logic there. It's dangerous to do a Jeremiah sermon in this cult, it's this context because we as a church have lost a lot of status and we'd love to get it back. Thank you. I would love to get it all back. Um, but that wanting to get it all back is the cracked cistern. That's me doing what's good for me. That's not me what's doing good for the gospel. And the fountain of living water that will feed the church, that will attract people, that will change your life and mine for the better into blessing is that commitment to the heart of the faith, which is to love God and love neighbor. And that that's what we do. This is is the engine, the worship engine that drives that train. We are here so that we can put ourselves back in the presence of God and allow God to transform us into the creatures of love that we were meant to be. And that's why we're here every Sunday, because we're still trying. We failed again this week. I know we did. And here we are, and we're going to try again. And Lord, help us be the person we know that we are called to be and that we truly are at a deep level. So that's the fountain of living water. That's why we come here on a Sunday morning. That's why we have our Christian practice in our daily life, because we keep going back to God himself, who is there for us to love us and nurture us and help us to be who we were meant to be. That's the heart of what the institutional church should be about. And I'm just going to end with one caveat, because I'm not anti-institutional church. I am a company man through and through, I promise. We, and that's because you can't not have an institution. You can say, we're going to be an anti-institutional church, and pretty soon you've built an institution. So I, I think that's a fool's errand to try to be non-institutional. Um, well, you can be non-institutional if you have a demagogue. That's another solution. That's a worse solution. So if you just do what I say, you don't need an institution. That's fine too. But I don't think any of us want that, including me. So we need an institution, but we need our institution to be built and, and accountable to the fountain of living water. The question for the church always was, must be, is the gospel at the heart of who we are and what we do? Is that what we're about? And, and do, our, do our practices, our habits, our cultural um, language and assumptions, our budgets, our assets, are they telling a different story than what we are telling, that what we are telling ourselves? Do those, are those two stories in congruence and harmony? If they are, then we are still connected to the fountain of living water. If there is a disagreement there, we'd have to listen to Jeremiah and say, maybe we've built ourselves a cracked cistern, whatever that may be. And 
and I'm not going to go any farther than that. I have lots of opinions about that, but that's not just work for me. That's work for us to do as a community because us together have a better chance of discerning the mind of the Spirit than any one of us individually. And so I commend Jeremiah and I commend that bit of Hebrews um, as, a, as, a, as a piece of it because it's the final admonitions um, to the Hebrews about if you're going to live a Christian life, this is what it looks like. You know, be hospitable to strangers. Um, be, uh, be kind. Uh, I'm sorry, I, I have to look at the text. I can't pull it out of memory. I'm not a very good evangelical preacher. I haven't memorized the, the, the passage. Remember those who are in prison as if you were in prison with them. Remember those who are being tortured as if you were being tortured with them. That compassion, and the, the meaning of the word compassion is the it's splankna. It's, it's the, the gut that, that is feeling what the other person is feeling, right? That, that focus on the other and the suffering of others and the care for others, the compassion for others, is the heart of it. Keep your lives free from the love of money. Be content with what you have. Right? Is that not the antidote to where we're at as a society and a culture and maybe where we're at as a church? In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.